Welcome everyone to another episode of the Nerutaku Gaming Podcast. With me today, as usual, is my co-host Robin. Robin, what's up? How are you doing everyone? How are you doing, Dennis? I'm doing great. I'm doing great as well. Um, yeah, I have multiple things on my mind because we have the the global game jam happening at the moment. Uh, which you can still sign up for by the way. We'll be doing the it's a hybrid this year both online and physical so um, you have a choice to do it online only or if you can't do online for obvious like reasons you know internet and and all that stuff then you can either come to CBU or Bongo Hive in Lusaka CBU in Kitwe Um, and it's free so if you want to make games with people or learn how to make games you know, collaborate, work as a team, and all that. Uh, participate. Come join us. It's, it's super fun. Anyway, apart from that, um, Robin, you messaged me. You said you wanted to talk about some video games. What would you like to talk about? You're putting me on the spot here. <laughs> on today's episode, really, I think it's time to discuss the games we are looking forward to in 2022 uh predictions what you hope for what we are what we think will happen those sorts of things i i was gonna ask did we do this because i i listened to last year's game of the year podcast that we did which is actually pretty good i have to say uh like it was it was there was some like it's held it's held up so I was gonna ask if we did one last year, so I can we can like cross reference, see how accurate or inaccurate we were. Yeah, y- you should go and do that. <laughs> you, the listener, can as well. <laughs> also post, also doable. But yeah, today we're just going to talk about you know what's going on in the in the industry what 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 we think will happen our predictions already there's been a bombshell so you know we would have definitely been wrong if we had this episode a bit earlier but better late than never better late than never uh you, you mentioned there's lots to look forward to in the beginning of the year i'm having a quick ganda at the list right now and for January, January and February, I am seeing, for me personally, um, it's just Horizon that jumps out at me, um, and like a lot of stuff that I, unless something surprises me, like an indie game comes out of nowhere that surprises me. For me, it's just Horizon Forbidden West, um, and a bunch of like, like Uncharted Legacy of Thieves collection and like. I think there's an Assassin's Creed collection or something. There's God of War on PC. Yeah, I think that's one thing about this month. Especially, it's been a good month. If you're only on PC, because uh, God of War for PC came out. Uh, coming out slightly afterwards, we'll have like uh, Demon X Machina for PC. Which is going to be free on Epic, by the way. I think free for like the Epic. first week or something. Yeah, of course. Another big one, Uncharted Legacy Collection, that's Uncharted 4 and Lost Legacy coming to PC. Oh no, wait, is that the PS5 only version and then PC later? I think it's uh, PS5 first, yeah. 
sucks. Okay, fine. Anyway, that was God of War. That was good in January. I think the big release in January is definitely the Pokemon Legends game. Though. Now, this is it's weird because I don't think either of us are into Pokemon. No, I'm I'm so glad I, I I I never got into Pokemon because that would be one of the other drugs that I I <laughs> I am into. I'm so glad I dodged that bullet. Not that I dislike it. Like I I, I watch the anime. I I consume the media of Pokemon. I just don't play the games. Yeah. So I don't know. It's weird. Basically, the game leaked out recently. Like a lot of details leaked out about the game. I think like four early copies came out. Damn! Is this um, the 3D Breath of the Wild one? Don't say that, but yes. <laughs> so here's the thing with this one: the reception from the trailers actually kind of lukewarm. Lots of people. There was lots of people who were hyped, and then a bunch of other people were like, "Wow, this is this is good for Game Freak, but it's way behind for the industry standards." Blah blah blah. Pokemon fans are never happy. But then, like, the leaks, lots of people who are into the leaks are saying that it's good. There's a lot which they haven't revealed. And from what can be told from the leaks, this will be a really good Pokemon game. So, you know, Pokemon games always sell well and they always review decently. But based off of the leaks, lots of people are predicting that this could be one of the biggest Pokemon games we'll see both critically and commercially in that it will be able to appeal to people who aren't usually into Pokemon apparently they've really you know made things snappier made things easier quality of life and of course there's the whole uh, big environments all that sort of stuff so it's like it's looking to be a really big step and in a few months maybe even one month, I won't be surprised if it's going to be the next game where people are like, wow, this has sold mega numbers. Yet another Switch hit out there. Yeah, I mean, like, I saw someone tweeting saying uh, every Pokemon game is some kid's first Pokemon game. And that, and then I saw someone else going, like, putting a whole list of, like, here's what Game Freak should do to make, like, they should make two Pokemons. One for, like, hardcore RPG fans and one for the kids and it's like uh, I don't know man like it's it let 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 triple A kids games exist man it's it's fine <laughs> it's all right of course I okay I, I think I understand that point of view I think I want a game for adults because you like the IP but you know lots of people don't don't take kindly to that <laughs> no I think I think it would like ruin the like what the, the the game is about, you know. I I, I honestly feel that. I, I think that the older fans just understand that that's that's what that game is, and 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 it's fine. But based on what you're telling me, it sounds like it may actually be taking some risks, you know, or, or trying to like go for it, which is interesting. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So we'll see. Uh, I'll, we'll, we should look forward to the sales numbers for that game but I think that's it for January February is the stacked month and February is possibly the beginning of what it signals the beginning of what I think could be one of the best years for gaming in since 2017 
if things go according to plan you know there's always delays and there's always covid but like the if things kick up from february and things actually work out i think we could be in for a very good year and that starts with next month i think the three big titles or i'll say i'll say five actually uh is dying light 2 of course 500 Ooh. hours of triple a awesome content baby <laughs> let me tell you something about dying light 2 uh i recently found out it has been wishlisted on steam more than three million times and it's like the second most wishlisted game now yes i know wishlist is not a sale but i think it's a good indicator that there's quite a lot of hype behind dying light 2 and that and it will sneak it will sneak behind the radar of some people. I think this game will sell and review better than a lot of people think. I I agree because I I did not care for Dying Light One at all. Like I just I didn't care for it. But um, there was a writer on Dying Light Two who I admired, who I will not mention, who whose work I I really liked and um, like. Even the what was like two or three E3s ago when they first talked about it and how they wanted to work out like the night day cycle, the um, the decisions being made and how you can miss pretty much a, like half of the game based on decisions you make, you know, with different like siding with different factions, Fallout New Vegas style, but like deeper. Well, not not well, not deeper, I guess. I guess with uh, more with consequences that you'd have to like do a second playthrough to really um, feel. So I I I like that stuff. So because of that, even I am sort of interested in Dying Light too. So there's it's definitely going to be like hopefully hopefully if it's done well, will be like the sneaky little hits of the first quarter i think but then it's surrounded by big boys it's surrounded by big boys so i don't know if thing is i feel like people aren't treating it like a big boy it should be because didn't dying light one sell more than i mean dying light one if i'm not mistaken dying light one sold better than both horizon and dark souls 3 no no okay i was maybe wrong yes yes it did yeah, Dying Light, Dying Light has sold like 17 million. Dark Souls 3, the last number we know is 10. And Horizon, last known number is like 10 as well. So, so it's like, you know, I don't know why people are ignoring Dying Light so much when Dying Light 1 sold that much. Okay. Uh, more, than se- more than 17 million had played the game. I don't know if, it relate- if it's, that's exactly sales, but... If more people played Dying Light than Horizon and Dark Souls, I don't know why it's being treated the way it is. I feel like, you know, it it's a big boy. It's very much a big boy. And like, now that it's uh, mainstream, me- mainstream games media are previewing it, they're saying it's previewing very well. So, it could be another like, oh, another thing that contributes to 2022 being a great year is Dying Light 2 is out i think in two weeks i am honestly surprised it sold that well that's actually very 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 impressive um dang (laughs) 
Yeah, so we've got Dying Light. Uh, smaller releases, we've got Sifu as an indie release, which has got some decent reception. Uh, yeah, I remember this is the Kung Fu game that the, everyone was, well, not everyone, a good number of people got pretty excited for. Yeah. Kung Fu, game. it's a Kung Fu multiplayer game. If I'm no, not, it's single player. Single it's player. single player? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so there's Sifu. Uh, there's brand new Dynasty Warriors game, Dynasty Warriors 9, you've got new King of Fighters game, King of Fighters 15, new Total War Warhammer game, War, Total, Ho- Total War Warhammer 3. So it's like, okay, these are all big releases as well. Not as big as Dying Light, and not as big as something like Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. The Witch Queen, yeah. See, I haven't, I, I missed the last Destiny expansion. I know nobody's, this is the thing about Destiny. Destiny is so big and then everyone who doesn't play Destiny just does not give a shit. But listen, exactly. Destiny is really good. <laughs> Destiny is really, really good. <laughs> yeah, if, if, you, if you give it a chance, like, you're gonna have a good time playing Destiny. It's actually pretty good. And the way I, I play Destiny, with, like, and when the expansion comes out, I'm gonna play it for, I don't know, three weeks, non-stop, and then that's it. I'm gonna wait for next year for the next expansion. That's how I play Destiny, and that's totally fine. Destiny 2 expansion, and of course the two big heavy hitters, Horizon Forbidden West and Elden Ring. These are the two titles which like, certain core gamers are most looking forward to. What are your predictions sales-wise for Horizon? For reference, first game did 2.6. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. It's coming out on PS4 and it's and it's this massive demand for it. I think that we're going to see close to one-to-one sales, like Legend of Zelda style, Breath of the Wild for Horizon. So I honestly think that this will be the PS5's first super massive mega hit. Right now, the thing carrying the PS5 is Miles Morales. Like, almost every PS5 owner has Miles Morales. So, um, I think Horizon Forbidden West will match that. Which is like, in the first month, it will reach at least 8 million. I, I honestly see that happening. That's, that's, that's a lot of copies. It is. I, I, copies, I, man. I do see this being like the big, big, big hit of the... For reference, the first game did 2.6 million in two weeks. New IP though. New IP. New IP, yeah. And, well, then that, it came and out those were with, fantastic numbers. It came out with Zelda as well. So, no, it's, it's a lot. No, I, I, like I said, I, I think it will be one of the big super mega hits of the year. I think people have been waiting for a big PS5, something that will make the PS5's like fan rumble. I think this is the first one that might do that. So I think everyone's gonna run and try and get this. Yeah, I'm thinking four million first month, four or five, which is still a big number. <laughs> which is which is still a big number. I think it will sell. Critic-wise, I think the problem it may face is, first of all, like we know for a fact, the parts of the story which people like the most about Horizon Zero Dawn were like the old world stuff, you know, the, the 
finding out the mystery and all that that was what hooked people story-wise that's what got me i had to and, i had to know and that's not here anymore we know what happened so in this game the story seems to be very much focused on you know the modern tribes and their whatever conflicts they're going on with and i don't and i think switching focus to that may throw people off a bit because in actuality most of the tribe stuff was relegated to side quest content in the first horizon game it wasn't in the forefront you'd have to look for that sort of stuff but now it's being brought front and center so i think that might take critics aback a bit gameplay wise the game's looking fantastic and character wise it seems to be not as focused as a- on Aloy anymore. Basically, Aloy was the only worthwhile character in first game. Now they're trying to expand that a little bit. So I don't know. Will it review better? I actually think, you know, because standards change in five years, I think it will review exactly the same. Just about 87. I I think it's going to do like 85. I think that it's good. Horizon, I'm playing it again. I was playing it again. It's the game I played the most on my PS4 last year. I checked my wrapped thing. I had like 30 hours played on my PlayStation 4 for the whole year, and like seven eighths of that was Horizon. Um, the gameplay is really, really good. Um, I was I was playing it on hard, and it changes the whole experience because you're each each like big enemy is like a mini boss fight you know like uh, the weaknesses are super important it, it, it gets it gets very interesting gameplay wise so um Monsanto did very very well um so i i do foresee it doing like 85 it would surprise me if it go- goes above that uh it might even be lower than 85 but it will still sell i think 85 is the floor I'm confident in Gorilla. I just replayed Horizon like last week. And I, I, what I've heard them say in interviews about what they want to correct makes me happy because it's like, okay, they are looking at some of the flaws and they are looking to correct some of those flaws. That's that's all you can ask for. Yeah, the... Um... Particularly melee combat. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. The not being able to climb anywhere is like... It, it 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 really showed that year because Assassin's Creed Origins had that and um, uh, Breath of the Wild had that and then you're playing Horizon Zero Dawn and it's like nope you can only climb on the vines or where it says you can climb and it's like man but you know here's the thing Ghost of Tsushima similarly had climbing points but I think the way the map was designed was that it having climbing points feels like it didn't hurt. Meanwhile, the way Horizon's map was designed, it did feel like, man, this feels like a restriction. So I'd like to think that, you know, you don't have to put free climbing. Free climbing changes your whole game design philosophy. But I think if you can design your map around where your climbing points are basically so abundant or placed well enough that you don't feel it you can you can coast without having climbing points because like i also played assassin's creed valhalla recently and 
that had no climbing points and traversal just felt so 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 auto mode if i can say that yeah i know what you mean like it's sort of meaningless mm-hmm. so you know free climb is not a must but it's nice to have but if not done well it's not nice to have and you can make climbing points work and i feel they'll probably from what they've said i think they'll 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 do well enough they should they should they should um okay. they announced the cast it looks good carrian moss is in it as somebody who she said herself i like playing manipulative people <laughs> yeah and I'm, i'm i'm looking forward to it it's it it's it's good i'm wondering what am i going to be missing by playing on playstation 4 is it just graphical stuff is it going to be so glaring that i'll feel like i'm playing a like a really bad version of the game i don't think so guerrilla games are are an excellent studio i think they will be able to do both make it so that people playing on ps5 are wowed and make it so that if you play on ps4 it's probably the best looking ps4 game you've played i i think they can do both I hope so. I I certainly hope so. How long before this comes out on PC do you think? Like 2 years as well? 3? I think 1 year. I think 1 year. Because Horizon has already had a president, it's already been on PC. So there might be a bit more urgency to port it sooner. Mm, as soon as the sales kind of dwindle down, huh? Yeah. I think yeah, it, it won't take long. One year, one year before we Horizon comes to PC. Okay. And the next big game, Elden Ring. Unfortunately, you don't play Souls games, so I cannot discuss Elden Ring as I would with somebody else. All I can say is, I think its PC sales are going to be massive. That is if the recently revealed game not game glaring security bug where people where someone can remotely control your pc that gets patched out and they say that yeah we patched this out and yes Elden Ring on pc is going to be absolutely massive i think it's going to set records critical reception i'm expecting nothing short of what you get from from software and i fully expect Elden Ring to be in game of the year discussions come the end of the year that's all i can say give me a number what are you seeing it's <laughs> as oh critically critically that's i don't know 92 or 93 somewhere there okay i i actually i agree i think i think it's going to be up there as well i think it's i think it might even touch 95 if it doesn't have any funky stuff going on uh this might be the most played soulsborne game uh considering it's coming out on literally everything that can possibly play it the pc audience is hungry for this it would be a bombshell if they like shadow dropped bloodborne as well at the same time <laughs> cuz like the on the steam the user steam sales for like every like um uh souls game a lot of them are just like okay now like i've bought this game please give me bloodborne please give me bloodborne so yeah um 
I will cautiously look out for this one as well. I don't. I'll be shocked if it pulls me in. I'll try it, I guess. We'll see. We'll see what the reviews are like. If it's got stuff that I care about, then I might, I might actually play it. Yeah, doubt it. But anyway, it, it's it's worth putting out there. It is worth putting out there. I actually do try. <laughs> Next March, March we've got another game which I think will go under the radar in terms of sales and like reception. That's LX Two. In case you don't know, LX is one of those Euro PC jank RPGs that surprisingly found an audience. And, you know, in a time where it's like, okay, making sure you've got a native next-gen version for your piece, for your game, will help. I, I think this will be a decent step up. So, I'm not saying it's going to light the charts on fire, I'm just saying keep an eye on it. Then in March, we also have GT7, Gran Turismo 7. Gran Turismo has been quiet for a while. I'm not into sim racing, but I do know sim racing's fan base is perhaps one of the most dedicated and kind of separate. There are lots of people who are like, the things they talk about when they're talking about GT are just completely different from the rest of the industry. And I don't know. How, how, how are we feeling sales-wise? Uh, not in terms of numbers, but will it be... I guess here's the thing. GT6 was kind of a fall from grace, and then Sport had a rough launch before being good now. Most people say GT Sport right now is in a fantastic shape. So, like, I don't know. Is, is GT7 going to blow up the series again, similarly to the way it was back, way back when? I, I don't know. Like, I think that the... The brand, I think, is strong, but the um, general awareness of GT, like, cri like critical reception, fan reception-wise, I don't think is where it was. It needs to do something. I don't think it needs to do anything different. I think it just needs to be, needs to have, like, just launch well. Don't have any funny. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It just needs a strong launch without you know any funny issues <laughs> yeah like if it just has that like gt it, it's gt you know like people know gt like the brand is very very strong so yeah people know yeah. what to expect and it's on ps4 and ps5 so mm -hmm. it's probably going to do quite well is it on vr no but it will probably when the psvr2 comes out it will probably have support Okay, yeah, I'll be shocked if it doesn't have VR because it, it's, it's, you know, racing games pretty suitable for VR. Yeah, they, they're not doing VR for the PS4 VR headset because they know that, oh, we're just going to do VR for PSVR too. So that's the plan. Mm. March also has a bunch of other games I'm looking forward to. It actually has three games I'm looking forward to, none of which I've mentioned so far. So the first is Triangle Strategy. Octopath Traveler's team is making a strategy RPG. In case you don't know what Octopath Traveler is. So basically, think of... They call it 2D HD. Basically, you've got pretty HD sprites in two with, you know, beautiful 2D art style. Uh, pixelized and all that stuff. It, it looks really good. 
their art style, that studio's art style is generally like fantastic. Octopath was very much, you know, a callback to traditional FF games and the like. And a lot of people believe that Triangle Strategy will be a callback to FF Tactics. I don't know if I can say that because FF Tactics has got a unique feel, which I don't think this game will be able to get without having FF Tactics' creative director, the legend Matsuno. But uh, we'll see. I, I have high hopes for this game. Yeah, I, I, I dabbled in Octopus Traveler. I didn't, like, I didn't, like, super get into it. I think I played just the first hour, and then I was like, okay, I know what this is. This is, like, a time sink, and then I never went back to it, because with RPGs, I really do want to, like, just dive into them. But the way it, lo it looked super good, the, the, did it have voice? Why, why am I remembering It did. Voice? It, 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 it had did, voice right? acting. And it was it did, really yeah. good voice acting. It was good voice acting, yes. I thought I dreamt that. The voice acting was quite good as well. So, it's like a classic. It's an RPG for people like me, man. People who want three dudes on the oh, side people. fighting three other dudes on the side. And <laughs> they take turns and hit stuff. So. Yeah, so the triangle strategy. Look out for that. I think sales-wise, it probably won't light anything on fire, but... It will be it'll be interesting. And then we have the Chaos game. Strange of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin. Releases in March as well. On everything. Interesting. I thought On it was everything. a PlayStation exclusive. Uh, no, just the, the first beta was. So now here is now it's time to test your foresight. Will it Will the gameplay and combat mechanics make it review well? Will people ignore the cheese and the cringe and the gameplay will carry it? Or will reviewers take kindly to the cheesiness and say it's a plus? People will love the cheese. People will love the cheese. Like that is, that's actually what's going to carry it. It's going to meme itself into sales, this game. I think people are going to play Elden Ring and they'll be like, man, that was great. What's next? Oh, it's Elden Ring, but light and fun and memes. Like, that's that's really going to carry... It'll be like, Elden Ring is going to be like a huge, like, explosion. And then the tsunami is going to be Stranger of Paradise. So, it's... Yeah, Elden Ring is really going to help this game, I think. I really do. That's, that, that's an interesting perspective I never thought of. Elden Ring possibly helping change of paradigm. Like, that's, that's interesting. That's interesting. I'll keep that in mind. But yeah, Stranger of Paradise, Final Fantasy Origin, gameplay-wise, if you've played Neo, this looks fantastic. Don't ignore it just because it's cheesy. And depending on how hardcore of a Final Fantasy fan you are, the problem is Final Fantasy is so wide as a genre, not a genre, as a series, that you'll have someone say, I'm a Final Fantasy fan, but literally the only game they like a lot is FF7, and they've never played FF1. Uh, FF1 has got a lot of its own cool intricacies and lore and all that sort of stuff, and from the looks of it, this game is really going to be good for FF1 fans. That's me! 
I, I saw you play this game for a good chunk. It looks good. I thought it looked good. I thought it 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 doesn't look as janky as Souls games, or should I say slow paced or like it looks exciting to watch. I hope it is exciting to play as well. Um, oh, if you've played Neo, you should know what to expect. But yeah, so that's one thing to look forward to. Another game which I'm looking forward to, this is more on a personal level, is a game called Relayer. It is by Kadokawa Games. You, Most people would not know who Kadokawa Games are. Kadokawa Games are basically, I guess, the sister company of From Software. They have the same owners, essentially. So Relayer is a turn-based mecha RPG. So I like, they're not turn-based, strategy mecha RPG. And that's like, hey, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because guess what? I like I like mecha and I like strategy RPGs. Relaya seems Relaya is both of those things. So naturally, I I will look forward to it. I think a big thing is it's got the the presentation, 3D models. It looks pretty. So I don't know if I if I've ever managed to convert anyone who listens to trying out a Super Robot Wars game. I recommend you keep your eye out for Relaya as well. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't heard of that one. I, I hope, I hope it gets like the thing about those games is I usually find out about them from um, crap. What's the Japanese games expo thing? But TGS. TGS, yes. I usually find out about them through TGS. So, and I didn't watch TGS this year or last year rather. So that's probably why I may not have. Was there even a TGS stream last year? Like I don't recall. There was barely anything, but yeah. Um, I think, I think those games are waiting for their moment to shine. You know, like they just need that one big boost, and then they'll get super mainstream. Just something has to happen somehow, some big streamer or something. I don't know. Because I know that the the interest is there for um, that kind of content. And while we are on the topic of strategy RPGs, because, you know, Triangle Strategy is also a strategy RPG. They're, and also inspired by the fact that I have recently been playing Fire Emblem Awakening. Uh, there are rumors that we may have a new Fire Emblem this year. Uh, Three Houses came out in 2019. Fire Emblem Three Houses. It sold a lot of copies because, you know, it was a good game. It had waifus. But the thing is, waifus made Fire Emblem Awakening itself. Three Houses kind of got the Persona crowd in because it had, like, day-to-day calendar-like functions. And, you know, people like that stuff. That feeling of routine. So, Three Houses got that as well. So there is a rumor that we're supposed to have one. I feel like we're due one. I don't know if we'll actually get it because, you know, COVID is. So I'm hoping that we get a new Fire Emblem announced. If we do, it will probably be one of my favorite games of the year as well. Because, like I said, I like strategy RPGs. I like them a lot. I like waifus too. Nobody can say no to waifus, so... Yeah, that's one thing I'm hoping for, that we do get a new Fire Emblem. 
like what end of the year do they usually come out in like summer july august fire emblems yeah the uh, three houses came out in july of its year i don't know if i don't know when this game would come out if they have to announce it you know nintendo will do what maybe six months from announcement to release so well we will have to see maybe if they announce it in march and then have it out in september maybe that's the dream i don't know but but i i'm hoping we have a new fire but in terms of what i want for the year that that is absolutely up there no love for babylon's fall ah unfortunately for babylon's fall gas man it's a gas have you never played any games of a series like I I do I have I play fighting games. <laughs> that is that that's different. <laughs> I mean, it's a service, and you buy DLC for like three years. Should count. True, but like I mean, like like a proper one, like a something that you have to log on to. Played Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Does that count? Oh my god! <laughs> you know what? Yes. Like I saw you were playing that, and like, damn, Robin's got like 400 hours to spare. Took me 80. Took me 80 to to do everything I wanted to do. My goodness, bloat. Anyway, yeah. Um, but Babylon's Four is yeah. it's it's supposed to be a Souls like, right? No, it's a character no. action game. Yes, it's a platinum game. Yeah. The betas haven't been received too hot either, my friend. But yeah. We'll, we'll see on Babylon's Fall. So what you're saying is that it's going to be free on Epic in a few months? Yes, that is what I'm saying. That is exactly what I'm saying. I am looking forward to a game called Tunic. I have heard of Tunic for like... This may sound like Hyperball, but probably five years now, I think. Uh, it's a 2D Zelda game, but with like a fox. As the main character and that, that mm-hmm. literally that that's just what it is and been waiting for it for a long time it looks cute the art style is, a, is a very appealing and it's it's just that it's a 2d zelda game so i'm gonna try that out it's a xbox yeah. exclusive so i think it might come day one on game pass i game think pass. i think so yeah okay so i think that covers up the early year releases apart from in april and this is just me shilling 13 sentinels is coming to switch i will show this game till till the day i die if you have a switch play it please i love this game with my heart and soul and it's a really good game so check it out in april if you have a ps4 check it out already it goes on sale often but yeah I think that covers the early game release, the early year releases. So now everything is beyond April and is more speculative. I guess we can start with the one which is kind of set in stone. The Starfield hit its November date. Absolutely. Uh, that game is ready to play. People at Microsoft are playing it right now as we speak. Uh, that game is going to review very well but it won't have any legs it's going to fall out four it's going to be 90 Ooh. or 89 
and people are not going to talk about Starfield in February. Yeah, I, I know what you mean when you say Fallout 4. Because Fallout 4 won like lots of Game of the Year awards in 2015. But then it's like the games which everyone remembers from 2015 now are basically The Witcher and Bloodborne. Nobody cares about Fallout 4. So you, you see that happening in Starfield. It, it might have that new IP a swagger. It does. So people, that's the thing that everyone's... Like with Fallout 4, I, I was very much part of the people who absolutely lost their shit when that countdown came out like uh i don't know if you recall i think game informer crashed when they had the rumor that fallout 4 was getting like they published an article about a rumor that fallout 4 was coming out and game informer crashed because people wanted to read the rumor like that's the, that was the fever pitch like level of anticipation yeah I, I don't think Starfield will have that same level of anticipation, but it, it, it might come close. Okay. Interesting that you have faith it comes out. I feel like it's going to be delayed. I don't know why. But because, like, it's it's a big task to set out and say, hey, we're going to come out on November next year. That's a long way. A lot can happen in that time. <laughs> That date is too juicy for Todd Howard to miss. I mean, I, it's not like they're gonna delay it because the game's broken. <laughs> okay, yeah, because it's Todd Howard. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay, more speculation. Does God of War Ragnarok hit this year? I think that Sony need... This is gonna be a very good year for Sony. Last year was a big Xbox year. This year is going to be a very, very big Sony year, and God of War, God of War and Horizon are a major, major, major part of that. Um, this is going to be the chance for them to, they're really going to market the shininess and exclusivity of God of War, the fact that there's literally no game like God of War on any other platform. They're really going to hammer that, like, <laughs> like hammer that nail into the, like, it's... That game has to come out. It will. If it's gonna come out in December, it'll come out. In... What date do they have right now? Is there? Is it dated? No, it's to be decided 2022. Okay, I think it's the holiday release. Not the Last of Us remake, and I guess now we'll transition into the Last of Us remake talk. Do you think that hits this year? Because. It's not do we need, it is being developed, there is nothing anyone can do about it at this point. Man. <laughs> the PS4 I version think... of that game is very good. Play that. Is that game, has it been announced for PC? No, Last of Us, no. So what they, what they should do is release that at the same time with PC. Um, that's what they should do. That's... Uh, remake coming out this year? I don't think so. No, I think that's like your January, February type release uh, for 2023. Okay, that's what I think. You know, one of those that's gonna tide you over the low months or whatever. I can't predict it. I, I can't predict. What I can speculate is how they will release it because, you know, Last of Us Multiplayer is also supposed to come out. You know that, right? And there's a possibility that they won't tie the new multiplayer with Last of Us 2 
they'll just say it's Last of Us Universe. As a standalone game, as a free-to-play game? How? What do you mean? Now, th- now this is where the speculation goes in. I think the package of Last of Us Remake will have the new multiplayer on it, and it will have a native PS5 version of The Last of Us 2, because that doesn't exist. It only got a 60fps patch. So you're saying they're going to give you The Last of Us 1, native, The Last of Us 2, native, and the multiplayer. For 70 bucks. Or as part of a special edition for 90. Are you saying that Sony are going to start doing that thing that I talked about in, in, in last week's podcast of releasing $90 games because they are that boutique? I don't know, but I feel like they may be overestimating. Anyway, then again, it's Sony. You never know what they'll do. And Last of Us is a really successful game. Prior to God of War, I think Last of Us was... God of War and Spider-Man, I think Last of Us was... Sony's most successful game, Last of Us 1. So the thing is, I feel like they can't get away with just selling the remake on its own unless unless they show that, okay, this is a really big difference, but I don't know. From what I hear, it, sh- it should just be like a straight remake and like Demon's Souls. So... I'm gonna Google this. When is Last of Us HBO coming out? Probably 2023. Or late 22 cannot see them not releasing the remake with that they have to tie it in they have to release them both at the same time okay yeah so okay that that'll be interesting because you know in the midst of all my doom and gloom about sony being doomed and all that a lot lot of people have said that okay the big thing which playstation is going to have to do is leverage how it seems to be saying that we want our ips to be kind of like cross media with how oh, last of us tv series goes to shima movie and all that sort of stuff so if they are as serious about that as it seems then they will definitely have to try and tie in the last of us remake with the with the tv series the xbox is going to be the gamers like in the in the mainstream conscious if you want to play video games with gamers you know video games you're gonna be on xbox with the shooting and the jumping and the looting but if you want to play art you're gonna play the ps5 you guys you know like the hbo shows the the the, you know your last of us your god of wars and i say this because a lot of the video essay people I follow, like who do like movies and stuff, who never talk about games, they did video essays on Last of Us Part 2 and God of War. Because they are like movies. I mean, they don't play like movies, obviously. Like, not in a derogatory term or like walking simulator. I just mean like the, the way the story is structured um, does feel like an HBO show already. So I, I do see Sony kind of leveraging that with even the Ghost of Tsushima movie. They can, they can either go the blockbuster route, but I don't think they will. I think they're going to try and go the... It's a movie that's 
Might be nominated. Yeah, it, it's a mini series. Ghost of Tsushima. I don't know. No, Ghost of Tsushima would be a movie. Yeah. So like Ghost of Tsushima, I don't think is a movie that's gonna like compete with Transformers. I think it's a movie that will have some action, but might get nominated for a few Oscars. Think of a Ridley Scott big budget thing. You know, a Blade Runner. I, I see it being something like that. I, I feel you are overrating that because it's got John Wick's director. So I think the type of movie they're going for is like, it's not as schlock as Transformers, but it's pretty schlocky. Like, if you know what I mean. I guess I'm overestimating what they can. I, I'm just trying to think like what they can do brand wise because they have to differentiate themselves from the other brand. Like not in a console was dumb way, but like, at a certain point, you have to be like, this is why you're on PlayStation, because PlayStation has these kinds of offerings, and Xbox has those kinds of offerings. And I think this is a very yeah. clear opportunity for them to do that. So, Last of Us remake, maybe not this year, maybe next year. We shall see. We shall see. I, I am not looking forward to the way gamers will behave when it is announced, because, you know, lots of people feel it is unnecessary. I, I'm, you know, I like Last of Us 1. I like it well enough. I will probably play the remake. I will, I do not care about it enough for me to say it's one of my most liked games. Which one, which one did you like more? Two or one? I'm curious. Oh, okay. Okay. I like one. I think one is very good. Yeah. So, Last of Us remake. What else is scheduled to come out this year? We have also got Bayonetta 3. I can't discuss that with you because once again, you don't play character action games. All I will say about it as a Platinum Games fan is that I really hope it's good because Platinum Games are losing me. They are, they are not in my, you know, I don't consider them as a premium developer anymore. They've kind of dwindled in my eyes so i'm hoping that's really good i am hoping it can also sell well because platinum is very hit they've been going through some stuff so yeah here's hoping yeah i mean we've been waiting for that game for a long time uh it's about time it came out i think it i think it might i think it will um i don't know i'm tentative on that one i'm not sure uh I, I, I wouldn't bet on that, but it might, it might come out, and I think, I think it's going to be very good, you know, Bayonetta's never suck, they only get better, so. That is a debatable opinion, and I'm not going to start talking about that now, because I'll have to get into the intricacies of character action games, but anyway. Moving on, uh, Cyberpunk, basically... The, it seems like Cyberpunk is going to have to be relaunched uh, DLC. So I've seen in equal portions, I've seen you know, the whole video essay saying that if you take the graphical glitches aside, this game actually really sucks. And equally, I've seen enough takes where like, if not for the graphical glitches, this game is actually really good. Which is weird, but I've seen both those sorts of takes in equal portions. So... When the relaunch happens, where are we going? And what does it mean for CD Projekt Red? Here's... I'm going to go with the people who 
played the game when it went on sale in was it December? Was that December or November? November. November. Because uh, I, I, I was like, on Twitter, I kept on seeing, like, random posts. Like, why are people talking about Cyberpunk again? Like, what, what happened? And you told me, oh, it's on sale. And I checked, like, yeah, it is on sale. And it was, from what I saw on my timeline, mostly positive. Like, lots of people going, yeah, I, I mean, it's, it's, it is what it is. But, like, actually, it's not bad. And that's generally how I think it's going to, the reception, people are going to turn around on this. Right now, a lot of people who don't like Cyberpunk honestly haven't played it. It's not mm-hmm. as bad as, as everyone, like, as its mythology. It's not as bad as its mythology. Like, if you actually have given it a chance, it's decent. At worst, it's decent. Uh, so... I think that's going to rejuvenate it. And then it's not coming alone. It's coming with The Witcher 3 PS5. Yeah, yeah, next gen. So that's going to add to that. Like, it, it will give it a bit of a boost. Is CD Projekt going to be up there again? No. They need to... I don't know. They need to do something else, man. <laughs> okay. As for more... Uh... I have one. I have one. Uh, Open okay, Roads. It's by the. Why am I blanking on the studio? Caitlin Dever and Carrie Russell. Yes, Caitlin Dever. You know who Caitlin Dever is. Um, yeah, it's got Caitlin Dever. She's one of the um, young actresses that I think is going to be the next big, not like superstar, like that you know, like, I don't know. She's not Scarlet. young, she's 25. <laughs> For Hollywood, she's pretty. She still plays teenagers. Okay, know? fine. Yeah, fine. She's she's. I think she's gonna be a critically acclaimed actress. Let me say. So, she, so I'm very mm-hmm. much looking forward. To, I think it's a mother and daughter. Um, game, yeah. A mother and daughter a road trip game. So, I'm very much looking forward to that. I hope that the development and the, and the game is going well because the creator was being horrible to his employees. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I heard about that. So, yeah. However, you should try, you should look out for that. It's very rare that we get games like that. So, and on top of that, we're getting Oxenfree 2. So now here's the thing, right? Oxenfree came from the guys who made, I think, I think they split it off of Tacoma actually, Tacoma and La- and uh, Walking Dead. Um, mm-hmm. They made Oxenfree. I have not played Oxenfree one. I just cannot get into it. But I know it's very good because all the people who like the kinds of games like that, you know, the, the adventure games, they like the Walking Deads and the Life is Strangers. They love Oxenfree. I think I will give Oxenfree two. It might be more of my thing because the setting is, I guess, more of my thing. So I'm actually looking forward to that. That's coming out on on everything except Xbox, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to talk about two publishers, though I guess we'll start with one. So Dying Light 2 is being published by WB. 
I think WB will have an underrated year. I think they're set to have a pretty good year. If all things goes go well, because they are supposedly having Multiverses, which is their Smash clone. And this one, unlike the Nickelodeon Smash clone, will actually have voice actors. Yay. It'll be Multiverses. There will be Gotham Knights, which is by Rocksteady. It's the Bat Family game with the Court of Owls. There will be Hogwarts Legacy. Yes, we're going to talk about Hogwarts Legacy. <sighs> Begrudgingly, so. And his Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. No, Suicide Squad by Rocksteady. That was by uh, WB Montreal. Yeah. Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. It is a shooter where you, where you kill the Justice League. It's by Rocksteady. Rocksteady are shifting directions. They're making a shooter instead of an action game. Gotham Knights will be the action game. It'll probably have some co-op and gas elements. So yeah, that is a pretty stacked slate. What makes 2022? What doesn't? I think that uh, the uh, Gotham Knights is coming out in August somewhere there. I okay. think that yeah, Gotham Knights. Um, for some reason, I, I I thought of the XCOM Marvel game. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's coming out in August. Suicide Squad, I think, is not going to come out yet. Um, okay. I think that's next year. But Gotham Knights, I for sure is coming out. Um, All right. Uh, what other game did you say that they uh, do they have? Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts. Hogwarts is not coming out this year. I I, I would like it to come out. But you have no year, faith. <laughs> but I don't think it's gonna come out this year with all the issues it had. Um, with I think with the, all the issues she has. Yeah, the issues she has. But even like the first trailer did not have any hint of her. I think people are well aware of separating themselves from Joanne. From her. Uh, even the that uh, the thing they had recently with the reunion show <laughs> yeah. thing did not mention her at all. So yeah, they know not to to mention her. I'm actually looking forward to this game. I have played two Harry Potter games, the PS One game, which was hilarious but i enjoyed as a kid the, uh, hogwarts just works you know that universe works for video games i'm surprised no one has actually like made one that's like of super high quality so i hope that the lego games are very good i have to say the lego ah. harry potter games are very very good um TT games, apart from the crunch, seem to be a pretty good studio. Yeah. So, that one I don't think is gonna come out this year. Okay. I've, yeah, I think, I feel similarly, I have faith Gotham Knights is the only one that will hit this year. And, you know, Gotham Knights is by WB Montreal. WB Montreal gets a bad rep because uh, they made Arkham Origins. And Arkham Origins' problem was that it was buggy because they, you know, forced it out because they needed a Batman game. Everyone felt it was unnecessary. But most people who play Arkham Origins, similar to Cyberpunk, when they actually play it, they realize, hey, this game might actually be better than the other ones. 
that's so. exactly what I've heard as well about Origins. So um, I, I, I've only played um, that first one, Asylum. Uh, Asylum. Asylum, yeah. Awesome game. Awesome, awesome, awesome game. Highly rated. Asylum's great. But in it's my, my favorite op- too. Hi- highly rated, but in my opinion, underrated because that's how highly I rate it. I think it's one of the all-time greats. It's a great game. It's really good. <laughs> uh, the Origins game is it's not bad. It's really not. It's actually pretty good. I think that, that did that game come out after City? It came out after City. It came out after the PS4, I believe. But it came out before Night. So everyone was like, "Hey, this is just getting in the way of us who want Arkham Knight." Exactly. So I feel like I feel like it got an unfair rep, and also it had a buggy release. And I am hoping that Gotham Knights will be vindication for WB Montreal because Arkham Origins was really good. So you know, yes, Gotham Knights will have gas, but I think I think it'll be good. I hope. I I really hope. I hope it doesn't avenge itself with the games as a service yeah. thing. Ooh, that that's the thing. Yeah, because as Guardians of the Galaxy has proven, you know, if you are not tied to being a gas, you can do well. You can. You can. Um, so that's the only thing I'd say that's holding it back. It being a games as a service is, oh, that's some risky, risky stuff, man. Yeah, true. Here's hoping. I've got hope for that title. Okay, so that's WB Square Enix. We talked about Triangle Strategy, Stranger of Paradise, Babylon's Fall. They're having a stacked year. They're also going to have Forspoken, which is coming out in May. That game is going to suck. I hate to say it. I hate to say it. And I hate to put it out in the universe. That game is going to be bad. Actually. You, you think so, eh? That game is not going to be good. The gameplay trailers after the release, you know, after the initial gameplay trailer have not been hot. I will not lie. I'm still looking forward to it because, you know, it's a Square Enix Japan game, so I naturally have to look forward to it. As I'm I really, wa- I really wanted to like that game. I like, I, I'm going to try it, obviously. But man, it doesn't look. Square Square Enix have one more trick up their sleeve, or two more, I guess, or three more. This is Kingdom Hearts' 25th anniversary. We're supposed to get, we're supposed to get an announcement stream so we might get kh4 uh kh3 has been three years do we see ff7 remake part two announced it obviously won't come out this year do we see an announcement you know in case sony need a big thing to push you know to show for ps5s absolutely i absolutely see the announcement coming i absolutely see um uh, is kingdom hearts 3 on ps5 natively uh, no, but I don't think it needs one. It was it 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 runs in a good enough state? They'll they'll do it anyway. I foresee that happening. They'll do that. It's going to be like that whole collection, all at once for sixty dollars on the PS Five, something like that. I I absolutely foresee something like that. Um, okay. I know I'm skipping stuff, but I even see Sony announcing PS One. PS2 games coming to PS5. 
Yeah, maybe they skip PS3 because that that console is a headache. Yeah. Possible. Possible. I can see that because you know that it's a very easy PR win in a time where good PR is really needed given how under the kosher they are. So I can see that. Back to Square Enix for a moment. There's FF16 release this year. Yes. It does. You believe in a wild state though. In a Final Fantasy 15 state. Uh, that's not possible because Yoshida san is on Yoshi P is on it and he, 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 the type of dev he is he's a very communicative dev you see how he talks to the FF14 community i don't think he'd allow himself to release the game in such a state and i think he has enough clout to be able to tell them that hey i want to release this in a good state like i remember when he delayed the FF14 expansion by like a month he started like crying publicly I, I can't see that happening. I think they'd sooner delay it in 22 delay it to 2023. That's fair enough. Um what's their big release this year Square Enix? Forspoken? It's supposedly Forspoken, yes. Okay, if Forspoken is coming out then that then 16 is not coming out this year. Forspoken is out in May, so 16 maybe early 2023. Perhaps. Perhaps. I'm really hoping 16 is out this year. I'm really hoping because they said that development was delayed by like 6 months because of covid and yeah i'm hoping that it's a holiday game for this year that, that's all i'll say i hope so too man i i, I really hope so too i i honestly really hope so too i'm looking at the list here and i i know okay. we skipped a bunch of nintendo stuff like splatoon 3 and the new zelda does that come out this year i don't think so y- Even Splatoon 3, you don't think that comes no, out Spl- this year? No, Splatoon 3 comes out this year. I meant, I meant Zelda. Oh, okay. What about Kirby? Kirby's coming out in March. And I and the thing is, it's a Kirby game. Kirby games are kind of like, yeah, it's going to do well, but it'll just do well enough. Well enough for a Kirby game, huh? Yeah. Of course, it's 3D, so who knows? Maybe it might get a buff. Because it should be no Kirby of the Wild. Because you know, if you're 3D and open world, it means you're Breath of the Wild. But yeah, as for Breath of the Wild 2, as I said, I don't think it's coming out this year. We don't make the I rules, think... dude. We don't make the rules. That's how it be. <laughs> it's like calling everything the Citizen Kane of X. Good movie, by the way. If you ever watch Citizen Kane, please do. It's a really good movie. That's coming from me who doesn't watch many movies. Weird anecdote. I have decided to never watch that movie on principle. As a Stop person being a hipster. as a person who loves movies and as a person who loves movies like Citizen Kane, I have decided to never see Citizen Kane. What's wrong with you? <laughs> um, do you think Redfall comes out this year? Yes, it makes it and I think it will be the Xbox title until uh, Starfield. Xbox might actually have a kind of quiet year where it's going to be carried mostly by them putting stuff on Game Pass. Well, hold on. You think Redfall comes out before Starfield? Yes. Yes, What? I do. Really? Yes. Redfall's Arcane, right? Yes. I really Remember there's two Arcanes, the one which just released Deathloop and the one which is about to release Redfall. Yes, that that this is the US one, Redfall. Mm-hmm. Deathloop was France, isn't it? Yes. So, I feel like Xbox will need some titles to 
cover for the year until Starfield because it's kind of looking a bit quiet. So I think Redfall and a lot of Game Pass stuff is what will carry the day for them. I I, I thought Redfall would come out in like December, late December even. Like I, I just don't see it coming out soon for some reason. I, 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 have, I have faith. Arcane, uh, like yes, I know Deathloop got delayed quite a bit, but I think Redfall will be out on time. If not, they will. I mean, like, what what else are we going to get from Xbox Game Studios this year then? Because it started in November, <laughs> which will probably also release in November. <laughs> so yeah, uh, there's a lot that will be on Redfall shoulders. Uh, Plague Tale Two. Uh, I feel like if Plague Tale Requiem does not, if it's not a massive improvement over the first game, I feel like the appeal of a Plague Tale 1 will be gone. A big part of the appeal of it was that, hey, it's a graphically pleasing single-player game which isn't combat-focused with a decent length and a unique protagonist setting. I feel like if you lose that uniqueness, if people don't like it, don't like that uniqueness anymore, it won't set the world on fire. It has something in its corner in that it's a next-gen only game, so it might be, you know, a graphically... It's like, oh, if you like good graphics, you have to play this, so maybe it might have to, you know, pivot to that. No, Plague Tale Requiem won't be on Switch. It'll be just PS5 series. Oh wait, Switch, yeah. That that's my feeling on Plague Tale Requiem. I liked Plague Tale in a sense well enough, but you know, not enough for me to say Requiem will be like oh one of my most hyped games next. I also liked it well enough. I think that there is no competition for Plague Tale Requiem. Uh, it's a super polished it's its own thing. single player. 8-hour game, which is exactly what I want from my video games. Uh, so I think it's quite fine. And I think in terms of games I'm looking forward to, with the exception of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink, which is, you know, that's that's a whole other topic. Is that a yeah, gacha game? Like... Is that another gacha game? No, Grand Blue Fantasy is a, gra- is a gacha game. Grand Blue Fantasy Relink is an action game based on the gacha game. So it was initially worked on by Platinum Games, but then Platinum Games got fired from the project. You know, that's another one of the things I was saying, hey, Platinum Games aren't looking to port. That's not uncommon for Platinum, though. That's happened a few times. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to Relink a lot. They say they announced the release date in March, so that's something to look forward to. But for me... Apart from that and most of the other stuff I mentioned, everything else is not really for me. There's going to be a bunch of other big stuff. Mario, Mario and Rabbids sequel. Oh man, I love Mario and Rabbids. Yeah. I actually really yeah, love because Mario Because you love Rabbids. XCOM. You love XCOM, so... I wonder, do we get a new Mario, like traditional Mario game this year? It's been a while. Odyssey was 2017. Absolutely not. That's Absolutely. next year. Maybe next, next year. year, but absolutely not. Do we get a Switch successor announced this year? No, no. I, like I stopped like, dude, I was so, man, I was extremely certain we're gonna get Switch 4K announcement or something. And then once 
all that died on like all it. Just, I I have no hope for any Nintendo hardware at all. No hope for Nintendo hardware. Okay, fine. Hardware, Sony wise, we're getting PSVR two. What What are your thoughts on what that would do? Do you think it comes out late this year, mid this year? I, I, I do. Know. I do think that that is a mm, holiday release, but it has to release with something. You know. Probably the next Astrobot game will be for VR. Probably, but. Maybe it releases with Half-Life Alex or something. I don't know. I, what incentive is there? Because you know, if for for Valve to do it, it would mean that uh, basically they have they see it as a way to push forward something that they are doing. Something that's part of their of their agenda, which would be VR headsets. But if PSVR is not PC compatible, I don't see how that. How those two things intersect? I think it's just a way for them to s- just sell more copies. I think um, Half-Life Alex came out two years ago. Sell, selling, selling copies. Come on, it's Valve. But here's the thing, though. Um, even like I said, I don't know if it's two years or last year. Even the at the outlets, all the journalists who played Alex were like, "This is easily my game. Like easily, nothing even comes close to this. Be- this is my game of the year." But because that journalist was the only one who played that game, because to play Half Life, Half Life Alex, you need like one thousand five hundred dollars down payment. Two grand, yeah. No one else played it, so <laughs> they need people to play it. So at like, okay, you get a bunch of gamers to play Half Life Alex for one hundred and fifty dollars, right? I'm now guessing how much the, the PSVR two. Will cost. It's probably going to cost like 400 VR is expensive. Probably be like $400. Okay, so $450 for Half-Life Alex as opposed to $1,500. Yeah, you get fine. A bunch, <laughs> you get a bunch of people to pay for $450 to play Half-Life Alex, And then suddenly everyone's like, I don't know why games are played in any other way except VR. Because that's the reaction that everyone who played Alex had. They were like, this yeah. is literally, this is video games from now on. But the the... the barrier to entry is just so high so i think that is onboarding just on valve still needs to onboard people into what the into vr i feel because they're the only ones who have made in my opinion a them and resident evil 7 they're the ones who've made like triple a vr games i guess Uh, it will be interesting if they partner up because it will show that hey playstation and steam are getting buddy buddy but then again playstation is buddy buddy with epic so i feel like that also might be a hindrance might be yeah that's true i didn't think about that any xbox hardware this year like the xbox maybe an xbox uh, fire stick you know such so you can put game pass on a on a hundred dollar de- x cloud game on a hundred dollar device or something I feel like it's a matter of time before that thing happens, but I don't know if it happens this year. It is a matter of time. I think I think they're gonna focus more on phone stuff. I think you might see the Microsoft phones come back because they now have uh, King, and then King and also the um, X Cloud stuff. So the the closest I can think of is phone phone hardware 
like no more console gaming stuff i don't think so no okay and to close it off sales predictions uh as far as we know xbox you know they don't release their sales amounts but an analyst a very reliable analyst you know zugex has said that series x and s has shipped about 12 million PlayStation 5 as at the last quarter not the, not including the end of this of 2021 that's September 21 was at 13.4 so likely towards the end of last year probably be above 15 million or so of course these are all supply dependent uh, so do you see the supply situation healing a little bit uh, there's a friend of mine, he works in the mining industry, and he he's pretty doom and gloom on that. So, um, not this year, maybe next year. And then the demand so, is so high, the demand is so high. Like, it's just so high. Um, so, just, they just can't meet it, man. Like, the demand is so high. And I, it was funny, I was laughing. Like, do you remember... 2010-ish era, um, NeoGAF, how all these analysts were like, consoles? Pfft, nobody wants that. I remember, Mobile, man. I remember. I don't even know why they're releasing PS4 and Xbox, like, nobody wants the consoles. And Look, no, nobody wants to talk about that, but yeah, I remember that. It was like, crazy, dude, like, like, they were so convinced that people did not want to play on consoles. And then if you look at that and compare it to now where it's like literally they can't make them fast enough it's it's wild because i think here's the thing that the money people don't understand about gaming as a media and i just think just general it's a frustration i have i'm sorry but i'm going to vent for a few minutes here the frustration i have is that there's a fundamental misunderstanding of what gaming is and what gaming does and the enjoyment and entertainment that actively participating in gaming has over other pieces of media gaming is the only media that allows you to actively participate in its in its narrative in its mechanics you know in in, in its world that has a lot of value especially if you increase the fidelity or increase the length or increase anything difficulty whatever and that cannot be replicated on less powerful hardware no matter how accessible it is even though the accessibility of that hardware is a million fold than an expensive uh, piece of hardware as long as the experience gets more immersive people will flock to that new experience which is why once good vr for gaming is done that might be the next place that gamers flock to and the money people just can't seem to get this they can't get their head around that because it's like wow the valve index is only making one billion dollars a year mobile games are making a hundred billion dollars a year as a businessman who doesn't care about the experience and and and, and all that i'll go why would you keep making 
VR, which is making a billion when you can just keep, when you can expand on mobile and make 200 billion next year. But that's just not how gamers work. And I think that's it for this episode. We talked about a lot of stuff. It feels like just randomly ranting about what. I, I hope some indie game. The thing with indie games, you can never, you know, because they're indie games, like they, they could freaking release it next week. Um, <laughs> but there's um, crap. What's that game that I was looking forward to? The the cyberpunk one, replaced. Um, yeah, so replaced. I hope comes out this year. Obviously, with like like I said, with indie, you can't say. So replaced. And all the other weird indie stuff, I, I, I hope we get to see them come out this year as well. Yeah. Here's hoping. I just, for me, the only two games which are like I'm unsure are hitting this year, which I'm like where I'm taking Hopium, FF and Zelda. Stuff like God of War and Bayonetta, I feel like, yeah, they'll hit, but then FF and Zelda, it's like I'm, I'm really inhaling the Hopium. So we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> no, those are definitely coming out. God of War, I'm almost a hundred percent certain. To be honest, like that gameplay trailer looked very finished. Gameplay trailer, eh? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, this is a game that's that exists. That QA testers are testing. Yeah, here's hoping. Here's hoping. And here's hoping. That 2022 is as big for gaming as I hope it is. I hope it lives up to what I what I'm expecting from it. I hope so too. For me, it's looking a bit light, personally. Like for my kind of games, like there's no big, 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 big game that I'm like, man, super looking forward to that one. Maybe Starfield, um, mm. Stalker coming out on my birthday uh if they don't get invaded by putin let's maybe not do that that would be great war sucks yeah, <laughs> yeah war is not fun <laughs> well, we could take a, a little bit of a chill pill there so that uh, lives can be saved and also stalker 2 can come out so i think those are the big 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 ones for me and God of War, obviously. Apart from that, uh, I'm waiting to be su- pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. Okay. And I think that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks for listening. If you have listened all the way through, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Let us know any way you can. It's easy to reach us where we are cursed with being terminally online. So, yeah. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, guys. Laters.